Hey y'all, you're listening to Shaddy's Untitled Rock Show. I'm Shaddy. Now, before I start this episode, I want to give you guys an answer to the question that I'm sure you've all been asking, which is why haven't I put out an episode yet, even though I promised you guys an FYA episode and an LDB episode? Well, there's two reasons. One, I left my mic and everything in Indiana like an idiot, so I had to get a new one, which in case you haven't noticed, that's probably what um, the difference is right now. If you're wondering like what's new, it's I, have, I got a brand new microphone, so hopefully this sounds a little bit better. Um, the other thing is that solo podcasting is a little awkward, you know, like talking to yourself is weird. <laughs> so I'm trying to get over that so I can bring you guys more cool episodes and stuff. So bear with me. Okay, FYA recap episode. Now then, my weekend was really, really good, apart from the fact that it was mostly this. If RJC can be photographers, sirs can beef tall people. I I don't understand why they have to do that. Like you see like if you look at someone and you can see over their head, why do you have to stand in front of them? I don't understand the logic. If someone could explain that to me, that'd be great. You know, write in, call in. Um, but yeah. So this episode is very badass because I got to talk to some of my friends about their experiences and opinions on FYA. So you'll get to hear from Jay Cox from Nosebleed, Joe Hardcore, and Mark from Fuming Mouth through this episode. For now, let's start with a little history lesson. So FYA started in 2013 when Bob Wilson and Sam from Triple B got together with the common goal in mind of showcasing up and coming bands. Now, while I don't think that Sam has a hand in like operating the fest anymore or anything, uh, the formula that they came up with hasn't changed at all. In fact, it's only evolved upward to the point where I think it's safe to say that FYA is like the state of the union address of hardcore fests. What I mean by that is, is like from 2013 to 2020, all of the lineups have reflected the tone of hardcore at the time. It's the fest that caps off the previous year and the fest that sets the tone for the rest of the year ahead. That's a really heavy burden to bear when it comes to booking a festival. However, it's always handled seemingly effortlessly. So, FYA 1 was in Orlando at Backbooth, which is now Soundbar, and I cannot properly express to y'all in words just how small that venue is. Like, it's small even for regular shows, let alone, like, a whole festival. So, comparing it to the venue that held FYA 7 is like trying to compare night and day. My personal history of experiences with this fest is kind of like in the same boat too like I've they run the gamut for the years that I've been going now um in 2013 I ran away from home during my Christmas break from high school to attend the fest um I blocked my parents numbers and just left I grabbed two of my friends and we drove to Orlando I have faithfully attended every single year since so yeah, I've also booked a pre-show for the fest in the years 2014 and 2016. So I think it's safe to say that I love FYA. So this year was the biggest year yet, obviously, but I mean, it's honestly almost insane just how different it felt, you know, like originally the fest was going to be at the Brass Mug, which is a historic like metal venue that has all the appeal of your local trap house and biker bar. I had seen Hoods at Brass Mug a few weeks before the Emoji Flyer was released, so when I saw where FYA was originally supposed to be, I honestly died a little bit inside, because that venue is not the best. Okay, let's just, I'll leave it at that. Um, 
However, due to tickets selling out, people complaining, tickets selling out again, people complaining some more, and the goodness of Bob's heart, it ended up being at Brian Glazer's Jewish Community Center. Now, my only real complaint about this place is that it's not exactly a music venue, you know? Like, I think the acoustics were off because a lot of the bands that were on the fest, I have seen them live, like, several times. They all sounded borderline chopped and screwed, though, like, this time around. It was real weird. I don't know. Maybe the sound guy was just really that damn bad, because I know he was fucking up all weekend, so actually, yeah, I don't know. Let's let's give this one to the sound guy, because I don't want to... I don't want to disparage um, the 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 good venue or whatever. Now, the sheer niceness of this place, along with like the layout, made it feel more like a convention than like a music festival. Uh, there were carpeted floors, which was really cool because my hip and my knees are not what they used to be at all. Uh, they had real deal concession stands, a badass island bar. Uh, they even had a froyo machine. Which I didn't use it personally because I don't fuck with Froyo. I'm I'm an ice cream person through and through. But uh, there was always a line for the Froyo machine every time I was out in the lobby. So I'm going to assume it was good. Um, the televisions and the clean bathrooms were honestly just icing on the cake. Okay, well, I won't say clean bathrooms. Let's just say clean as possible. Because you know that most hardcore kids have no home training whatsoever. Like... Bitches really came to Brian Glazer's Jewish Community Center just to piss on the toilet seats, which is truly abysmal behavior indeed. Um, now, I'm going to play you a song from Nosebleed that comes off their new album, Outside Looking In, which was released on Triple B Records last month. After that, you'll hear from Jay Cox about his FYA experience. was Break the Habit by Nosebleed. Now I'm going to play the interview that I did with Jay Cox during the Integrity set, and I say that to preface this 
with uh, a sound warning, basically, because people would not stop coming through the double doors. So you can hear uh, the show, basically, behind us. So, yeah, I tried to fix it the best I could, but just deal with it. All right, state your name and band for the record. David Jaycox, band is Nosebleed. All right, how often have you been to FYA? My third time. Okay. Yeah. How many times have you played? First time. How did you feel playing this stage at this particular venue? Uh, it was good. It's like the perfect height stage, not only to be playing, but also if you're diving and skiing along. Very similar to the stage I just seen me, so it's like the perfect stage to dive. So yeah, it was, it was better than like the Orpheum or the Cuban Club in that regard, for sure. Nice. Um, so... Out of all the fests you've been to, where does FYA sit in your ranking? You know, it's interesting because I feel like as FYA has gone along, it's climbed the rankings, like the unofficial rankings of where fests have come. I feel like in a way, FYA has almost become how United Blood was in the past, where FYA gets a lot of like the younger bands that will have breakout sets whether they have just a demo or it's their first seven inch. And the bands at that level, they'll have a set where they get a crazy reaction and that will set the course for their, like a better word, their like career and touring or playing or whatever. And UB used to be that fest. UB is still a great fest, don't get me wrong. They get banger headliners, they still get cool young bands. But I feel like FYA has taken that place in that regard. Um, each fest has its own vibe, its own, they bring their own thing to the table, you know. I think FYA right now probably gets like the more up and coming younger bands while they still get a cool current headliner and a cool reunion headliner. So yeah, they're definitely have like gone up as it goes along. Okay, so you've played in a lot of bands before. How does playing in Nosebleed uh, differ from what you've played in the past? If it does at all. It does because, I mean, don't get me wrong, Nosebleed is a hardcore band, but Nosebleed also, uh, they they dig more from Japanese hardcore, um, UK 82 punk influences, so Nosebleed can play more straight up punk shows, they can play with like, either like DB bands, or they can play with like crust bands, they can play with hardcore bands, I mean they can play with bands like Turnstile. So in that regard, the types of shows Nosebleed plays is more diverse than, say, when I was in, like, Backtrack or when I was in No One Plays, you know, or even when I, when I play with Division of Mind now. Um, even though Dom, since Lee was in Horror Stripes, Dom can play with bands like that because they fuck because they with Dom. But Nosebleed, I think, I think Nosebleed can just blend in in every type of hardcore scene. So in that regard, it's been, it's been much different than the bands I played in the past. Um, but, I mean, at the end of the day, like, even though we sound more in the punk spectrum of hardcore, it's a hardcore band at the end. Yeah. Okay, so out of all the bands you saw this weekend, what set was your favorite? Hmm. Uh, I actually saw a lot of bands I have never seen before, or bands that I had been meaning to check out and I hadn't gotten around to listen to before. Um, I really fucked with, what, with uh, Life's Question. They were fucking cool. Yeah. I know a lot of the younger Long Island kids really fuck with them, so that made me want to check them out. Uh, Restraining Order is probably my, if not my favorite current band of hardcore, they're definitely like at the top for me. So seeing them get a sick reaction and also sound great was awesome. Uh, see, Choice to Make was fucking cool. They're a great band. I love that Wilkesburg kids are still doing their thing. Yeah. Um, 
shooting mouth, sound fucking crazy. This set was incredible. This set was fucking awesome. Um, it's like almost just like one two. I mean, it was the thing with this fest is that Bob manages to like get really cool bands that all sound different. Even though like we all people will draw from like whether it's like thrash or like death metal or punk or like NYC or crossover or what have you, they'll be able to get bands that draw from all these different influences, line them up in an order where no band sounds exactly alike and it all works out. Oh, fucking Gulch and Drain. I never seen Gulch, I never seen Drain. I was those were the bands I wanted to see the fucking most. Yeah. And both of them like blew me the fuck away for sure. And uh, Seed of Pain was sick. That like block where it was like Green, Seed of Pain, Gorge was so yeah. sick. Yeah, it was awesome. The organization of the lineup every year I think is really interesting and uh, the flow of it is, is really well. They've set up the rock blocks pretty nice. Yeah, so the, oh, that's the Dallas one. Oh. I get yeah. like a band that sounds completely different. Like, obviously, like, I do like, you, when a band like Dream crossover does not. It doesn't, it doesn't give justice to what they sound like. Yeah. They have thrash parts, but then they have like crazy slam death metal parts, and then they have fucking punk parts. Same thing with Ghost. Punk influences, but there's fucking black metal influences. They all look like crazy skinhead murderers. It's fucking dope. And then you have a band like fucking Method of Doubt that sounds like super, like they draw up this one like super touch. None of that shit sounds the same at all, and it all works on a fest line. It's fucking cool. Alright, so do you have any last words? I mean, it's sick that like, you can see all of these people that are of all varying ages, all fuck with different types of hardcore, all dressed different, whether they're tattooed or not, whatever. Everyone here managed to have a good time, no fucking incidents. All generally going off to different bands throughout the whole thing. None of the bands sound alike, so they're not pigeonholing themselves into one style of hardcore, which it's really refreshing and really fucking cool to see. Um, it, it's good to see that like people are still like singing along to bands, like whatever. Like I'm not like an old head by any means. I might be thirty. I'm not. I'm not I'm, I might. I might be thirty-one now. And what? I'm, yeah, I'm thirty-one. Damn. Yeah, I'm. A, I'm, I'm old. I don't want to call myself a fucking old head, but I'm like you know. <laughs> but like it's cool because like. I think everyone, whether people like to admit it or not, everyone kind of gets burned out at some point. Yeah. And I had hit that point in the last year, so it was really refreshing to see like people giving a shit. You know, like it like it like kind of like reignited the spark for me, especially seeing bands that I had never seen before or never heard before. It kind of did it for me, so that was cool. Also, how could I, how could I forget Neverending Game? I mean, like it's like like. Seeing like Dennis and Puppy still like being in a band after Freedom is fucking ill. <laughs> yeah. Because Freedom was one of my favorite bands. Um, but like, you know, like Will being a, a crazy idiot on stage and Metal Mike and Derek is probably, if, if not the best drummer in Arthur right now, like one of the best drummers. They're like the total package yeah. for me. Now, just like Jaycock said, I am not an old head by any means. But when you've been going to shows for a long time, you will inevitably start to feel a little jaded. Like, nothing will ever be able to fade my love for this music, but we all know that this is more than just music. So when you're active in the subculture, you see and you hear a lot of things. Unfortunately, a lot of those things make me want nothing to do with 90% of the people who share my love for this music. However, FYI 7 revived my love for hardcore as a community because it reminded me that there is a vast difference between what goes down online and who shows up in real life. 
Did I find it shocking and a little offensive that a crowd had to be taught the words to a Madball song by Freddie mid-set? Yes, because I know how to say get out, get out, unlike a bunch of people, apparently. But I was also able to see entire mobs of kids losing their minds to bands like Mind Force and Life's Question, which put a lot of things in perspective for me as I look back to write this episode. So, I'll touch on that later, but for now, here's some songs from Madball, Mind Force, and Life's Question.
that was Mind Force with Destroyer. I wonder how much money their singer spends on polo every month. Because it's got to be a lot. Like, a lot, a lot. Alright, this next song is by Life's Question off their EP, A Tale of Sudden Love and Unforgettable Heartbreak. It's called, You Told Me That You Love Me, But You Told a Lie. What's your favorite thing about going to fests, in general? I never have. I never have. Yeah. Nothing. Now love them or hate them, fests serve a very important purpose in our scene. Each one has their own function and FYA is a modern fest for modern people. Now hardcore punk rock is not the secret club that it once was, and it never will be again. The songs from the 80s and 90s that we love aren't songs that can always be applied to right now. The revival slash reunion years have officially ended with hardcore taking off in a lot of new and original directions rather than rehashing the same old stuff. FYA is the fest that proves that hardcore will always change to fit the struggle of the youth. It caters to the current generation of hardcore fans by giving the bands that are making our history their moment in the sun. As a matter of fact, one of the big realizations that Joe had after going to FYA was that his own festival, This Is Hardcore, could take a few pointers from the way FYA runs, but he tells it better than I do. So up next, you'll get to hear from him, as well as hear some tracks from Wildside, The Fight, and Fuming Mouth. So, state your name for the record. 
to say Joe Harkor or Joe McHale? Whatever. Hi, this is Joe Harkor. Okay, so we're at FYA Fest. Is this your first time at this fest ever? First time at, my, at this one. Okay, so what did you think of just the day, the venue? How do you feel? I love that the accommodations were so fucking good. I feel I was teasing saying the words hardcore Comic Con, <laughs> and I said that on Friday morning when we saw it. And I think after looking at it in the last two days, it was a success. Yeah. You know, everything worked. Cleanest bathrooms. That is true. No one bitched about lines for anything. Food was good. There was TVs for shit. I guess parking was cool. I don't know what else you want. Climate was controlled. We didn't set up any tents. It's been really nice. Yeah, it was awesome. It's kind of a nice change. Yeah. So, um, out of all the sets you've seen this weekend, pre-show included, what was your favorite set of the weekend? You can have more than one if you do. I would say... For a band that I've never seen and wanted to see, MH Chaos mm-hmm. from Chicago. And I didn't expect to like them as much as I did live. <laughs> Instead, I was moshing with my broken hands. Oof. After that, it'd be payback from our area because this year was like their beginning. Yeah. And to see them one year, how much. And it's just fun when you get to mosh with all your friends for your friends' band. And I mean, I look at what Bob has done every year and how his... Fest is the beginning of our hardcore calendar now. Yeah. And you see Mind Force. You see these bands like Inclination. These are all bands that Bob Fest really broke to the world. Mm-hmm. You know? So. Yeah. Not, FYA then, like puts a lot of new bands kind yeah. of like on the table for everyone to check out in a it's, setting that. They set the tone. Yeah. They really do. But, um, and obviously selfishly killing time in Manball. What am I going to do? Incredible. But you're right. It, they set the tone. So, out of out of all the fests you've been to, where does FYA sit in your ranking? Most accommodating thing that I've been to. I mean, I can't think of a fest where there's so much shit. And you know, uh, the FYA taught me how long a hardcore fest feels. Mm-hmm. Because for me, when I work at this hardcore, everything feels so fast. Yeah, I might change. I was joking around saying. This arc was going to have six bands across three days. So I'm like, holy shit, these things are long. And I was like, <laughs> yeah, you've been doing this. And I'm like, it's always going so fast for me. Yeah. How does it feel to be on the other side, like more of a fest goer rather than kind of like running things, really? I needed to do this because only fest I've been to that I haven't ran, I've played. <laughs> so as a complete attendee only, besides the judge set for Black and Blue Bowl in 2013. Yeah. And seeing a couple shows, a couple times with the United Blood, it reminds me how everybody else views a fest and what is important for everybody else, the yeah. little things that really come into play. Giving you that perspective yeah. of what it's like to be and in the also, audience again. the length of a day is really the <laughs> biggest learning point from FYA for me. It was mm-hmm. like, wow, these things are fucking long. And you know what? This is 9.50. This would be when the last band of this arc was going on. Yeah. And I'd be like, God, thank God. Like I said last night when we left 24 hours ago, I'm like, oh my God, we'd still have another band or two of this arc. I'm like, fuck. Yeah. I'm making these things too long. (laughs) So I learned, every year Bob teaches me something one way or the other. Mm -hmm. And this one, he taught me a lot about why it's fun to be there even if I don't have anything to do. Yeah. Um, To be candid, I always worry about being to some old guy like... I never want to be like self-aggrandizing. Yeah. I never want to say, "Hey, look at me for what I do." 
so it's hard to be not a civilian it's hard to play uh Hey, I'm just here to see the show roll. Yeah. Because you don't want to be, you never want to be like the old guy, like, <laughs> look at this old guy here. Right. And I, I felt, a lot, I got to see a lot of old friends. I met a lot of new friends. And I felt like, oh, fuck, okay, I do have a place beyond being, oh, he's the guy who's making everything happen. Yeah. So. It's nice that you can kind of like, that Bob has given you the ability to sort of see the other side and yeah. kind of like just chill out at a fest for once. You know, and because he helps me so much. Obviously, I offered him, like, I'll do whatever yeah. he's going to do. And it's been great, honestly. It's been great. I really needed this to start my year off because everything that I was going to do with this hardcore now has revisions because yeah, of this. You, know, you have tons of different ideas yeah. now. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so do you have any last words for the show? Anything you want people to hear or know about? For me, I'm just very happy that hardcore is starting off every year with something so fucking positive mm-hmm. and something that has now quite a fucking longevity of being what it is. I mean, yeah. it, it doubled in size. And for anybody who hadn't gone, I'm telling you, everything's carpeted. The parking's easy. I mean, the food was great. The oh, bathrooms yeah. were great. The food great. was incredible. Like, you know, it's not like Ms. Marco where you have to sit outside under the sun. You, know, you can sit anywhere between things. I, you know... There's always improvements after the first year. Mm-hmm. All the positives are worth anyone traveling. And I mean, for us, from Philly, it was so cheap. Yeah. It's incredibly easy to do. Much easier than a lot of other places as a destination trip. Mm-hmm. So, FYA ruled. And now I gotta think about what I gotta do to make this hardcore better. Sick. Thank you for being on the show. Thank you so much. Love you, kiddo.
that was All Bark No Bite by Wildside. And up next, we have Promised Land by The Fight. Mouth is currently on tour with the Acacia Strain, Rotting Out, Creeping Death, and Chamber. This next song is The Spirit's Chain. Wait! 
Okay, actually, I just realized the only real downside of FYA, and that was the fact that I had to watch people genuinely try to make fun of other people for buying merch at a show. Yeah, let me say that again. People were making fun of other people for buying merch at a show. Like, physically, they're at the show giving money directly to a band. They were mocking that for some reason. Um, I don't know why. Maybe some some people have clearly lost the plot of subculture, I guess, because that's what you do. You go to shows and you buy merch. You give bands money directly. Um, yeah, I don't know. The fuck's wrong with y'all? My only real take for the whole gold shitty thing is that I'm just excited to be able to ask every guy I see in that hoodie to name five cent real characters because you know that they don't know who the fuck is on that hoodie. I've been waiting for that table to turn for years. Alright, up next you're going to hear Mark from Fuming Mouth talk about his FYA experience and a little bit about the tour that they were on with Integrity, and then you're going to hear a song from Gulch and a song from Disembodied. State your name and your band for the record. I'm Mark and I play in Fuming Mouth. Okay, so how many times have you been to FYA, if at all? Um, I've been twice, including this year. One time before in 2016. Mm -hmm. I got to see the rival mob play their last show ever yeah <laughs> surprise last show that was a great year yeah okay so of all the sets that you got to see today in your short time here which one was your favorite you can have more than one um integrity mm -hmm. uh we're on tour with fumi mouth is on tour with them right now and how's that tour been it's been incredible yeah it's been so sick I, everyone's so nice to us all the shows are awesome um Integrity has so many guitar solos, so, <laughs> so it's sick just like seeing that every night. Um, Jesus piece was incredible today. I watched John smash his guitar on stage. That was pretty crazy. Um, well, disembodied was nuts. It, it it was an overwhelming day. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay, so of all the fests you've been to, playing or just attending. Where does FYA sit in that ranking for you? Damn, it's like it might have taken number one this year. Oh, That's shit. That's a good question. When I walked in, I realized how big it has gotten since I uh, yeah. last went in 2016, and it's totally evolved, and it has to be one of the biggest hardcore fests. Yeah, I went in to the, the very first year of FYA, and seeing it now. Yeah. I've been every single year and seeing it now is like unreal to me to be honest. Like this is this feels like I'm right. at like a hardcore convention. Yeah. Versus like a music fest or something, like a hardcore fest or whatever. I'm I'm picturing 300 people, not 3000. Exactly. It's like I don't know. The stage is so wide and it was it was crazy. Hmm. Yeah. Okay, so out of all the times that you have played a set, what is your best reaction so far with Fuming Mouth? Our record release, I think this summer in June, we played at uh, this like uh, Elks Lodge mm -hmm. in uh, Cambridge, and it was... Oh, I heard about that show. Yeah. <laughs> it was insane. Everyone was going crazy. People were jumping off the bar, and uh, that was really good. I've, I think I'm biased just because <laughs> it was like a lot of friends that are like record release. Yeah. Honestly, maybe tonight was our craziest reaction ever. <laughs> now that I'm like really thinking about it, it was like, yeah, I guess so. Sick. Okay, yeah. so do you have any last words? Anything you want the listeners to hear or know about Fuming Mouth or any of your upcoming plans? Um, just do do whatever you like. Don't 
follow any trends that you see in hardcore. That's don't. It's as simple as that. Just there's a lot that go on, and they're all really cool. And everyone's doing cool stuff, but you have to do the thing that you like that's true to you. And I think that's so important in hardcore because a lot of people are very opinionated and they can get in your head. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's absolutely true. You have to say fuck them, and you have to like the bands you like. Excellent. Thank you for your time, Mark. Yeah, no problem. Let's go. 
That was Gulch with Cries of Pleasure, Heavenly Pain, and Disembodied with Expressionless. Now, I'm going to talk about the bands that had the best sets and the one band that had the worst set. And, you know, they say do the bad news first, so I'm going to do the bad news first. It brings me so much pain to say this, too, especially if you know me and you know how I am about this band in particular. This hurts so bad to have to admit to y'all, but, like, 
Integrity played literally the worst set I've ever seen them play in the history of me seeing them as a band. Um, holy fuck. Like, I don't know if it was because they had just got off tour or if it was, like, the sound guy's fault. And, I mean, don't get me wrong. We are fin to blame this on the sound guy entirely. We've been blaming shit on him since the episode started, so why stop now? But, you know, like, oh my god. Like, and Integrity is a band that their history is full of them not being good. You know, like, the general public just objectively are not fucking with Integrity throughout most of their history as a band and they have famously bad sets you know what i mean like sets where like when people start talking about like integrity lore they bring up all the times where they suck the most but like seeing it in real life is jarring seeing integrity be bad in real life is so jarring i hated it i hated everything about that experience it really sour it, that was a sour note to end on for me but there's a silver lining to everything you know like i got to see Life's Question, Mind Force, Wild Side, and Nosebleed all have some of the craziest reactions ever. Madball set was badass. Oh my god. Seeing how much energy and like love that Freddy still has at his big age is straight up so inspiring. I, I can't even explain. I can't. E yeah. Holy shit. Uh, the stutter should clue you in on how I feel right now. In summation, FYA is a one of a kind fest and I really cannot wait to see what happens next year. Thank you for listening to another episode of My Untitled Rock Show. Episode 9 is another fest special for LDB, so subscribe to make sure you don't miss that. If you have requests, questions, or comments, don't be a stranger. Text the SIRS hotline. That's 213-867-7877. And of course, if you want to stay updated with me, you can find me everywhere online at Morbid Angeline. Now, to take us out, this is Telltale by Killing Time. Get to keep your mouth shut What do I have to do to get you on my back And keep you away When I don't really do a thing that I say Every one day, finally see you The darkest to everyone Keep your ass with me Thank you.